Just so you know, everything you're about to hear is a lie. Elsewhere. Four decades ago, something was born. Designed to be at once new and old, a memory and a premonition, aesthetically addictive and indefinably cool. Blurring the line between pop culture and popular myth, this legend in blue, yes, he's become legend, has been told through video games, television, films, stickers, bumper stickers, gifs, gifs, and all other holy manner of crap. He's blue. He's fast. He likes chili dogs. May he guide us beyond the sound barrier and usher us to this boundless world. This is Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast, just for fans. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast, just for fans. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a fun, weird one. Uh, you know, as you know, if you've been following the show, I've started writing, uh, you know, like Sonic fan fiction, obviously, of course, you know, that's, that's what I'm all about. Uh, I've been taking this creative writing class and my instructor, Marsha Penderson, she has been an immediate inspiration. I've only taken one class. But even though she's not like involved in Sonic or the Sonic fandom, I really thought you guys would enjoy her perspective because I certainly do. She uh, uh, teaches this writing philosophy uh, called the Howl, all about you know hearing the Howl of inspiration and re- returning a Howl back. And uh, I know that uh, there's lots of you uh, that are responding to my Howl of inspiration, and I'm responding to yours and. And also, you know, we're going to like if you guys have been keeping up with Sonic News, you might have seen the uh, the leaks that came out. We're going to talk about that in the news segment. It's, it's I don't know how I'm feeling about all that yet. And if you guys don't know what uh, I'm talking about, we're going to get to it in the news segment of the show. But uh, we're going to get right into the interview. All right. Hey, I am here with Dr. Marsha Penderson. Hello. Hello. Uh, she is uh, a, a writer mm-hmm. and a teacher, mm-hmm. and she's my uh, favorite teacher. <laughs> That's smart of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for, for coming on, on my show. Thank you for coming to my office hours. Yeah, no, of course. I, I, look, I'm just happy that you agreed to do this. Uh, it was my first class of yours that I attended. I'm just immediately so just engaged right away. I, that's wonderful to hear. My passion is helping people find their passion. I'm gaining lots of new passions these days. I feel like I'm growing and really spreading my wings, both like creatively and spiritually. And, you know, the this, this show, typically we talk about um, Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's not, I mean, I know that's not necessarily your area of expertise. And is that a, a real hedgehog or he's real to me in a sense but um no it's like a a, 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 like a video game and there's like movies and uh animated series and uh books oh yeah and that's what you want to do i want to do my own writing kind of using him as like a muse in a way okay and so you enrolled in my class for that uh, yeah, and it's it's already paying off in dividends. J- just just from hearing sort of the way that you helped us start thinking about writing. Well, 
that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Usually most of my students are looking to write literature. Right. But I'm sure it could be applied to what you're doing as well. Absolutely. And we're going to get right into that. First, uh, uh, as we tend to do at the top of the show, I'm going to share with you and our listeners uh, some Sonic the Hedgehog news that just came out. So a a little while ago, a game was announced, a new game called Sonic Dimensions, and there was no new info for a couple weeks. They went a little bit radio silent. Uh, But then just, uh, just the other day, this wasn't like a press release or anything like that. This was a leak. Somebody leaked some concept art, uh, and it appears that the new game is going to be pretty uh, just based on some concept art, some uh, weapon designs, some character designs. It looks like this game is going to have like lots of guns and warfare, and, and uh, uh, which is crazy. That's not normally like a Sonic thing. Uh, are you do do you have you ever like played played video games at all yourself? Uh, no. Um. That well, then you, you'll. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, you know, it's not that un, it's not that uncommon for like video games to be violent and have lots of like guns and stuff. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you're aware of that. That's pretty ubiquitous, like in the news and stuff. A lot right. of controversy. I mean, I think you, war and and violence is ubiquitous to civilization as a whole. I right. Mean, if we're talking about, you know, a lot of Russian literature was based around war, conflict, you know, it it does, it brings drama. When I was writing Songs of Music, which I, I mean, as you know, won the Booker Prize in 1997, that was strongly influenced by Russian literature. Dostoevsky, you know, Brothers Karamazov, there's, there's a lot of aftershock from war that people enjoy writing and reading literature about. Uh, In your opinion, is that a positive thing? Can that be a positive thing? Can can war? can yeah war and, and and violence, violence yeah. I mean, do people really say war is positive? I mean, sure. There is sort of this like sentiment within the video game community that Sonic games are seen as sort of leftist, and and uh, there's other games like the Crash Bandicoot series, uh, Bomberman that are kind of seen as more right wing leaning and and conservative, uh, and those seem to be the people that that really enjoy violence and whatnot, uh, and then here they are putting guns in my sonic which i'm fine with but it's interesting to me that maybe that's them acquiescing a little bit to that more violent side of things uh what do you think about that balance out that's sort of how it feels to me too interesting yeah interesting you know after i wrote songs of music in 1997 which was also a runner-up for the booker prize i met maya angelou and maya she took me by the hand and she said keep fighting the fight that's an amazing story she never sold out. I never sold out. A lot of people wanted me to write a follow-up to Songs of Music, but it just felt like a sellout. Yeah. D- did you feel pressure to add more guns to your uh, second uh, book? I mean, no. I mean, no one was asking me to add guns to my second book. But they were asking me, you know, hurry up and write a second book, write a second book. Mm. But, you know, if, if, if you're not inspired, if you're not passionate about it, I don't think you should you know, do it or add guns to it. However inspiration calls you, that's where you should go. Not what people expect of you. Right. And so I was going through a nasty divorce Mm -hmm. and my dog died. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, you know, I just, I didn't have a second book in me, so I didn't write it. Right. And, and, you know, this is my new passion is helping people find their passion. Yeah. You know, I don't need to prove myself. I've already proved myself. You know what I mean? Right. So if, if your passion is, writing about video game things, then my passion is helping you find that. Let's talk about your your book, Songs of Music. Mm-hmm, 
uh, which uh, that just right away that title like who doesn't love music or songs right yeah and now it's it w- was that forgive my ignorance I mean uh, it wasn't really about songs or music it was right, all a right. metaphor because you can't listen to a book like books are word you know what I mean they're, they're like written word there's no right. audio component I wasn't to put a book musical notes in there right yeah even though unless they were for a metaphor which I did maybe could we talk a little bit about the characters of uh, songs and music right well there was Liesel who um, you know I, between you and me. I didn't even realize that it was a similar character to The Sound of Music, you know, but... That's but, only just now occurring to you. No, I mean, it occurred, dur- like, when people were making commentary on right. it. When, you know, when, I mean, it got a lot of headlines mm-hmm. um, in, in literary circles, really. Right. Literature isn't really renowned in our society, is it? Not nearly enough. No. I'll be honest, I haven't done very much reading uh, at all. I, I'm, I tend to be a bit more of an audiovisual guy. You read my book, though, I assume. I'm embarrassed to tell you, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know that you were published when I actually took the class. But then learning all about it, I, I, I'd love to, I would love to read it. Um, but no, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't read, uh, I had not read your book. But um, <laughs> okay, well, I read, I read a Wikipedia article you about your book. Be, maybe read my book. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I'll, I, 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 I'm sure I can a, fit that in. Put a little review on Goodreads, <laughs> you know, on Amazon. Uh, no, but I'm. I, I, it's not just, really in print anymore. But it's there's an e version. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I could get it on my Kindle or something. Not yet, but working on it. So um, you were you were you were published. And there was this pressure to release another book. You didn't give in. I, I you mean, didn't I don't sell know if I'd, I mean, I, I would, maybe, maybe pressure is the wrong word. Maybe hunger, thirst, you know, the public's desire for mm-hmm. a second work. But I didn't want to shortchange the public by giving them something uninspired. Right. When did the decision to start teaching come in? It wasn't motivated by money. Sure. But coincidentally, it, it was around the same time when I was out of money because my husband, who really didn't do anything while I was writing songs of music, took most of my possessions and the remaining live dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you left with zero dogs. Zero dogs and zero houses. When it comes right down to it, is writing the thing that you love and teaching the thing that you do for money, or is it sort of in a way the other way around? I mean, I think ultimately, wouldn't you love to have a career and a passion that that you get paid for as well as love doing. Yeah. I mean that that's the goal and that's totally. why I'm here is trying to help people find that. And that's why I do this show actually. I, I work for a, a software company that I sort of helped grow from just like a simple startup and you know I thought that was my passion for a long time but then the joy kind of fell out of it a little bit. And now, you know, I feel like my, my, my real passion is Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm, but not mm-hmm. just because I love the character. It's more than that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm creating and not just consuming. Uh, that's why, that's what, what so how do you I have a license to be using this character? Oh, no, no, no. So you're just. No. In fact, I'm actually presently uh, under litigation for uh, creating a, a character that uh, the Sonic uh, company uh, feels violates its trademark. <clears throat> okay. But that's neither here nor there. We don't have to talk about that. Um, then we won't. So, so then what is your, are you continuing to work on this litigating project? Is that? No, no, I'm just writing like fan fiction and uh, uh, creating my own like original characters that uh, exist in that world. You know, like, because th- th- that's what I feel like really has been uh, 
uh, calling me creatively, and that's what you say in your class is to always follow the yeah. things that that you know you, you the, the examples that you answer use. the howl. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and the way that you worded that answer the howl, mm-hmm. the howl from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like how uh, uh, wolves when they hear another howl, they must howl as well. Right. To answer that howl. So ultimately, hopefully, there's this like howl conversation within you. You know, howl, 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 mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean. Only you can understand what that conversation means. Yeah. And it echoes around inside you and gets you going. So my howl is Sonic the Hedgehog. What's yours? I I think howls can change throughout your life. Um, Mine used to be creating literature to change the world, um, inspire young and old minds alike, uh, make you cry, make you laugh. And now I like teaching other people to do that right i you know i mean sometimes sometimes you have to retire one howl and you know start another one so So you you really feel like your calling is teaching now sure yes i'd love to take your word for it but i i kind of want to challenge that a little bit the 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 impression that i get is that that's not the case forgive me if i'm being presented (laughs) who's the teacher here right yeah so what are you working on um what what is your plan going forward? Are, are you going to get into print? Are you writing an, an, an are you just, I'm going to be a little obtuse here, uh, because I'm, I'm aware of how this might come off, but I think it's actually more of a spiritual exercise. I don't know that I'm interested in with my writing in getting, uh, published as much as I am, uh, sort of exercising whatever this this howl i'm feeling this calling mm-hmm. that i'm feeling to be creative i i, I specifically I, I i asked earlier about the character in your in your book because mm-hmm. that's what i'm interested in is is characters and where they come from uh, i'm trying to create my own original character both both at, as a interest in being like creative and uh you know improving my writing but also um uh in, in also as, as sort of like a spiritual practice. You, you could almost say like a religious practice, like a form of prayer. I want to I create characters. And writing right now is the way that I want to do that. And did you quit your day job? No, 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 no. Okay. I can't. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. I Although that I, have been spending, I have been spending significantly less time uh, working. And <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that on, on, on Mike, especially since um, this, this podcast is published by my, by my company. But um, Do a lot of people listen to this podcast? I certainly hope so. A lot of literary movers and shakers. I would imagine so. I have no reason to believe that's true, but uh, I, you know, um, uh, I, I could see how in the, the Sonic the Hedgehog fan community there might be like a lot of very like literary minded people. It seems to engage people in a, on a uh, intellectual level. You know, I, I've never said this to a student before, uh-huh. but I'm not sure. Are you sure you want to be doing this? I am 100% positive. Okay. And I, I think that like, I think we, I think right now because I do know at North Valley Preparatory Junior College um, there are a lot of courses you know on on other careers where you know you might be able to Marsha right now I am a rod of metal that has been heated to the state of being bright red by the fire of Sonic the Hedgehog and you are my blacksmith okay with a hammer just turning me into a blade. 
this passion that's informed by something that, that admittedly you have, you have no interest in. And I'm curious to find out using that metaphor, like when you were crafted into the weapon that you had to become to write songs of music, what was your fire? And we're going to dive right into that after we come back from this break. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, thank you for coming to Office Hours. Hey, everybody. We are um, back again with Dylan McCarthy, my lawyer, uh, who I'm consulting on the ongoing drama, I guess, with the uh, Sonic Company and, and elsewhere. Um, I received a cease and desist. I've also since received a follow-up email from uh, the Sonic Company's lawyer, and I am back here again to talk with Dylan about what my options are, um, if this game can still uh, get made. My hope is, is, is yes. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Uh, uh, the, the place looks nice, by the way. Good. Can I get you a coffee, water, anything? Oh, I, I'm I'm fine for right now. I would love some of that amazing insight of yours, though. So I had some. Okay, I had I had a question. You brought up the case um, the last time that we talked of uh, the, the Mario Sniper Battle game, right? And um, I'm curious. I'm curious because okay, what ended up happening as everyone who follows the Mario and Crash games uh, know is that uh, the the Crash team sued the Mario team for infringing their copyright in trying to make a game uh, where Mario has guns. What we all know now is that they made the game Mario Cross Crash Sniper Battles Extreme. I might be grasping at straws here, but do you think that something similar could potentially happen with this? Like, Do you think maybe there might one day be like a Sonic Cross Rocket Rabbit game because they're seeing similarities between the two eventually? I mean, that... I, I really can't tell you there. That's mostly a business decision on your end. Right. And I know you have Mario team on your side a little bit now. Maybe they could put you in touch with who you have to be talking yeah, to. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest. Like the video games news website, Iron Pixel, they, they published a, another article uh, about the cease and desist. I, I guess it was probably a mistake to talk about the cease and desist in my podcast because then that kind of made it news. Uh, and um, since that story hit, I have not heard back from Nintendo uh, I've reached out to like Mario team, even though, I mean, they're not really in, in, involved in what the Nintendo's decision-making process. I don't think, but yeah, I, I, no one from Nintendo like will t- take my calls now. Um, if you know, we, I am prepared to help you. If, okay. if we take this to court, I would like to see more of the game as it, as it goes along to know what we can argue here. Cause it really is going to come down to those similarities that they cited. You know, they seem to be focusing in on, the main villain and how he creates robots and how you collect gems. They seem to be very concerned about those elements that they say they share in common that we would have to argue in court. They don't. I I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just excited that I get to show you my game I'm working on. I'm excited to see it. In, in all of our conversations, we haven't really talked about what kind of games you like. Um, I don't play video games. Right. You, you mentioned that, but you've like never played video games? I've, I've never actually played a video game ever. I've, I've read case law about them. I've read about how Pac-Man plays. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I feel like in my head I've played Pac-Man. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to check out what you have for uh-huh. me. Well, uh, are you, I, I, assume, I assume that you're still on the clock, right, if we go and 
and, and, and look at this game? Absolutely. Uh, you know, my hourly rates. Okay. Well, we're going to do that. Uh, looking forward again to updating you guys. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe all is lost. I think that your investment money is in good hands. Um, you know, hey, keep tuning in if you want to see how this drama unfolds. And thank you once again, Dylan. Absolutely. And I'd just like to say that I did advise my client not to keep putting these on his podcast, but that's his decision if he wants to waive confidentiality here. So. And we're back with Marsha Penderson, my uh, my writing instructor. When we left the conversation a little bit ago, uh, what what had occurred to me is that, and again, forgive me for being presumptuous, but uh, okay, there was a there was a, a a passion, I think, in your life that maybe has died down now. You know, we talked about about the book that you wrote, uh, Songs of Music, yeah, ninety seven. It was uh, a Faulkner runner up. And I can tell just from how you talk about writing, the kind of passion that I have for Sonic the Hedgehog you used to have. And I, I'm not, I'm not seeing it so much. I, I hear it when you talk about writing. Well, as I said, I have a new passion and it's inspiring young minds. Right. You know, your passion doesn't always have to stay the same. You can change your passion. Maybe it started out writing 2,000 page sorrow porn novels that have three or four suicides in them. And then... It changes to inspiring young minds at Northern Valley Preparatory Junior College, whatever this is, who cares, and helping them write suicide-infused novels of their own. And you feel fulfilled the same way that you felt when you were writing. You know, not all dreams fulfill you the same amount. This dream doesn't really, you know, I haven't met Oprah or Maya Angelou because of it, like I did for Songs of Music. Right. But I get summers off. So I can spend time with my dog in his last few years. You know, sometimes you're just not inspired anymore and nothing inspires you because there's no sad, sad hero that can star in a novel where he or she ultimately kills himself or herself. What was the initial inspiration for that book? You know, I grew up in a very happy family, very happy childhood, and I felt so stifled by it. Um, my parents loved each other. Uh, we did a lot of weekend and summer trips. Uh, there was a lot of laughter. And I just felt like there has to be more. So I started reading. When I was eight, I read Anna Karenina, and I thought, Th- this, this, this is what the the hole in me needed i mean it was it was kismet from that moment on um i've never read it uh i'm not surprised right so, um, but uh it's not there's no video game no there's no <laughs> oh my god that would that be great though it would not no it would be a very bad video game um also a bad musical really it should only be a book an, a book yeah a hard copy book um I wrote this story about Liesl and, and Liesl like howled within me, mm. howled. And then I held back, oh, you know, yeah. and, and I just, wow, I haven't howled in so long. That was, that, I mean, it was a small one. But, yeah. Just little, but I felt it. Oh my know, God. I, I, I could feel it too. Just, yeah, right. Yeah. No, full body. Yeah. 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 Wow. Something. Yeah. This, uh, honestly, this is kind of big. It's kind of big. Well, yeah. No, um, it's... But no, Liesl just howled inside me and mm. she was like, oh, you know, like I need to come out. I need to come mm-hmm. out. I need to go on this page. I need to live my sad life within these walls. Like she had agoraphobia, and right. and she her, but her job was a forest ranger. So it just 
you know, honestly, like how, like how can you be a forest ranger in Wyoming if you have a girlfriend? Right, yeah, you, you don't even want to leave your yeah, your uh, your watchtower or whatever. And sorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just like I just I just walked with her. I held her hand and I I let her dictate to me on each page. I wrote on a typewriter, like just no electricity. And so Liesl feels very real to you. She, yes, I mean she did. You know and. To like, be honest, uh, there was this girl that I met when I was eight in summer camp while I was reading Anna Karenina. Her name just happened to be Liesl, and she just happened to have agoraphobia. And we stayed pen pals, you know, through when I was 18, when I was beginning to write this. And she did just happen to become a forest ranger in Wyoming. And then she later did. I mean, coincidentally, because I was already like, I pretty much had already written it. But she did kill herself, and then oh you know, and then I finished writing. But it was a very parallel journey, oddly enough, because I was like writing it as she was experiencing it. So yeah. I'm getting the, the, these images of this real life person, Liesel, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and her out in the forest and like literally hearing wolf howls. Mm-hmm. Yes, her literally yes. hearing wolf coincidentally, howls. Coincidentally, you know, very synchronistic. In yeah, that she, like she was did formulating she... this wolf howl concept as I was. Did she also enjoy Anna Karenina the book? <laughs> She actually, I mean, she did give it to me after she was done reading it. When So, yes. Your Liesl is, is like my Sonic the Hedgehog. Like You have a very similar fire helping you forge your... That is so uh, sad. Uh, I hear it in all of your writing theories, you know? So tell me, mm-hmm. what... What drew you to this Sonic the Hedgehog video game and, and really, like, devoting your life to, like, you know, a children's game there's something about it something about that world being depicted that compels you to want to create your own mythology in that world you know i i've been making games and writing software and stuff for a long time which is creative so you're sitting alone in a room yeah yeah in the dark in the dark yeah coding yeah and that's t- the, typing at a computer that's a kind of creative and you saw this little little window like a keyhole of this hedgehog and just, you thought this is my chance at not being alone in a room for my whole life just in misery yeah no that all, that all sounds very accurate fulfillment fulfillment yeah uh, uh, and yet you're being sued uh-huh. for for trying to find happiness yeah which seems like it it could possibly stop this dream and then you'll be back in that room alone in the dark yeah. Alone. Yeah. Coding. Right. No, I, God, it's, that's it's so sad. It, yeah. I, it's that's uh, so, I mean, it's inspiringly sad. <laughs> you know, I, I, I try, I, I'm on this show in general, I try to stay pretty positive, mm-hmm. but I'm going to open up to you right now. It, please, I, it, please I, do. Do you mind if I take a notepad out? Please. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, be my guest. Here, use mine. Okay, um, thank you. I, Ooh, uh, there's, so, can I keep this? You have some notes in here already that. Um, um, yeah, no, I would love to, I would love to share that with great, you. Great, great. But yeah, no, you know, I, I, I started this company with my sister and, uh. What's your sister's name? Uh, Nin. Nin? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, uh. Okay, it's, okay. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say her full name on the show, but okay. it's, it's, both our last names Newcastle, so that last N, N-I-N. So I'll just call her Nincy. New, Newcastle. But she, okay. she doesn't want me to dox her on the show, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we started this company together, and we, we were really close, uh, and, oh, uh, no. I feel like now our kind of creative differences are sort of starting to show up, and, and we're still relatively close, but. Oh, it's but not... it's, it's gonna go downhill. I mean, your relationship has so much, sh- 
pressure and stress on it, doesn't it? Yeah, she's very. You'll probably end up not talking. Yeah, she's the. the, She'll abandon you. You'll be alone. I mean, she was really upset when the uh, cease and desist from the Sonic Company came in, and um. Oh, was it addressed to her as well? I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So put a wedge between you. and, uh, you know, I, I keep getting the, these these letters from lawyers. Um, Do you and, need a uh, tissue? Here, let it yeah. all out. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of a lot of pressure. Plus, plus all, all of the backers of our crowdfunding campaign uh, are, are really upset that the game isn't coming out. Did you go back a couple um, backers of your? Yeah, uh, the, the game that we were making, uh, we, we, we ran a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, and uh, then we got the cease and desist, uh, and we needed the money from the crowdfunding campaign to fight the uh, oncoming litigation. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, you know, and, and the only thing that I feel even a spark of warmth from is uh, I'm, I'm not even there yet. You know, it's 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 on the horizon. Like I can see it, I, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I took your class. Is I want to create. I want to it's birth. Like a desperate last resort. In, 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 in to a, save in a, yourself in a creatively bankrupt life, I need I need to make something. I need to make something that feels real, you know. And I, I I'm I'm failing. I have goosebumps. <laughs> this is oh my god. Are you uh, so? Uh, what do you What do you mean? I I just. Do you have this time of day on Fridays free? Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to set up an ongoing um, mentorship program with you. Really? Yes, yes. Um, because I'm so creative? Y- yes. You are very creative. I really think I could inspire you by basically hearing your life story from beginning you know, till what we all know is going to be the end. You know what I mean? Like, I think I could really help you pull what's good about you out. Because of my, right uh, because it, of my passion or like, is that, is that what, I mean, I sense a kindred spirit okay. in you and I really think I could help you. Uh, would you mind signing just a, this little release form? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it, you know, it kind of, I have all my students sign it. Basically. It just says like, I'm allowed yeah. to use your life story and say that I wrote it. And, um, you just have these on hand. I do. I do. Uh, I'm so happy that we can inspire each other this way <laughs> i am too no, i mean knowing i'm how inspiring things, you it's yeah like, knowing how things you know. end for your uh the characters in your book i hope i don't meet a similar fate <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think we all know what your fate's going to be <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, well uh, again thank you so much thank for you so much if you don't mind um closing the door after you i no, of course i have to get to writing yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to, and 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 maybe like uh, in the future, you know, if you ever want to like read anything that I uh, end up writing, well, if I'd I have love time, to get thoughts. I would love to. Sure. Um, well, fantastic. Uh, and and to everyone out there, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, and thank you again, Marcia. Ow, ow. Ow, ow. I'll see you <laughs> elsewhere. Ow, 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 ow. Elsewhere podcast was created by MC Griffin, edited by Alicia Mason, and produced by Jason Kyle Hammonds. Our intro is narrated by Demorge Brown. Griff was played by MC Griffin. Marsha Penderson was played by Annie Gerard. Music by Max Rebka. Art for this episode by MC Griffin and Colin Greenhalge. 
You can find all the amazing original pixel art made for each episode of the show at elsewhereshows.com. That's E-L-S-E-W-A-R-E shows.com. You've been using me for so many of these tests, you'd think I don't, like, work here. Well, you're getting it quicker and quicker, so, I mean, it's progress, so. This is helping? It's helping a lot. Okay, cool. All right. You want the blanket? Yeah, thanks. Great. Here you go. So again, feel yourself getting more and more relaxed. The sound of my voice is calming and soothing and draws you quickly into a deep, fulfilling sleep. You feel yourself falling deeper, quicker, and you hear the bell. Hey. All right, big brother. Where are we today? It looks like a bombed out building. All right. Uh, I found some sort of food processor. Look around, see if there's anything else. Uh, but be careful, I'm nearby. Yeah, um, this place was filled with rats. Uh, I'm not sure what powers this food processor, but it's been making like cakes and all kinds of stuff. Chicken wings, uh, bananas, like fruits. Listen and... to the bell. Are you able to consume any of the foods or put them into your pockets or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's delicious. I had to fend off the rats first, but I got it cleaned out. Great, great. I'd like you to search the area if there's another floor. See if there's anything else nearby that you can scavenge or find. Yeah, there's a furniture store nearby. I don't know how long it's been abandoned, but I've been dragging furniture and stuff, making this place nice and homey. Mm-hmm. I think I could spend a lot of like time here, you know. And then with this food processor here, I never have a reason to leave. Have you been visiting this places even outside of our uh, sessions? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, been coming here more often. Does it feel dangerous? Uh, the rats seemed maybe dangerous, but I haven't seen much sign of life out of here since then. But uh, now that I got them out of here, I haven't seen much of anything. I guess I can't stay here forever, but man, this 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 food processor makes a damn good uh, red velvet cake. All right, we'll get you cake when you get back home. Stay focused. So see if you can uh, venture out a little further. I know it feels safe at home, but I'm right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in the second floor. Uh, I'm going to jump down to the street. Did you make it? Are you okay? Griff, listen to the bell. Oh, hey. Sorry, I uh, must have hung up on you. Yeah, um, you did you jump out the window? Yeah, I've got this place really nice and furnished now. i got a fridge in here. Cause the, the, this food process is making more food than I can save. i got a fridge, i got uh, a TV. There's nothing on the TV but uh, a nice uh, flat screen. I found like a sick skateboard. It's missing a wheel, but with a work on this thing, I could do some sick tricks. Um, so I saw some of those rats trying to get back into my food processor, but I, I kicked them out. Do you know where the rats are coming from? Uh, I could maybe find out. See if you can. Uh, your place will be all right. Just venture out. See if you see how far out you can get. Follow, follow one if you can. Copy. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>